Shalom, God's people. Welcome to Christian Sermons with Shadrach Tego. Shadrach Tego is a Bible teacher who loves to share and unveil the power in God's Word. He exposes the truth in God's Word and engages believers in prayer. May you be blessed as you listen to this message. In today's episode, we are exploring the last model prayer of Jesus in John 17 verse 1 to 26. Let us read some portions of the prayer to guide today's section. John 17 verse 1 through to the 26th verse. I quote, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world but for those you have given me for they are yours i will remain in the world no longer but they are still in the world and i am coming to you holy father protect them by the power of your name the name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one my prayer is not that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, just as we are one. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me." This prayer commonly called the High Priestly Prayer is Jesus' own prayer to the Father, and it is by far the longest recorded prayer of Jesus with 632 words. It is worth stating this prayer was the favorite scripture of the Scottish reformer John Knox, the one who played a key role in the purification of the Scottish Church by developing the Confession of Faith, the Book of Discipline, and the Book of Common Order. History has it that he asked the wife to read this prayer to him whilst on his sickbed at the edge of death. His wife read this prayer till his death. Now let us move on to what we can learn from this prayer. This prayer shows Jesus lifting up his disciples and also allows us to see who Jesus really is and his concerns. In analyzing this prayer as a model, one will notice that there are four basic divisions to this prayer. First, Jesus prayed for himself as seen in the first five verses. He moved on to pray for his disciples, which are also evident in the subsequent 14 verses. Jesus also prayed for prospectors' disciples in the future. We see this in the verse 20 to 23. And finally, he prayed a concluding prayer which is a benediction as seen in verse 24 through to 26. Considering this prayer, several implications come to mind. It is also a prayer of request as the Lord's Prayer. It is worth noting that Jesus requested specific things in his prayer and bagged each of these requests with relevant reasons for such needs. Moreover, Christ's requests were geared more towards spiritual things than material ones and carried a lot of urgency. This brings to light some prayers that some Christians pray in contemporary times which seem to be filled more with material tense as compared with spiritual tense as Christ did. I say this in the spirit of love not to necessarily create a dichotomy between material and spiritual tense when praying. Instead, it is relevant for us to create a balance between these two things which are very important for our undertaking and undergetting. Coupled with this, when our affection for material tense is hinged on self-will and on the self-will culture we find ourselves in in this postmodern world, the culture of Lord I come to do your will of the true believer of Christ is a and that's problematic. Allow me to quote James K. Smith, an astute theologian in his book, Desiring the Kingdom, to drive home my earlier point. He asserts, and I quote, To be human is to love. 
and it is what we love that defines who we are. Our ultimate love is constitutive of our identity." Unquote. For many seeking after material things, it is a priority that it has become an identity. In James Smith's quote, as I stated earlier, he is pointing out that when our identity is established on the things other than God, it is apparent that our hearts will be aimed away from God. The effects that follow the loss of that thing are always devastating for many people. It is essential to remember that we are created to find our complete existence in Christ. This calls for us to guard our hearts since it can crave things other than the Creator. Finally, the idea behind this prayer of request is for God's glory to be seen through fulfilling His purposes on earth. This is what Jesus Christ is teaching us in this prayer to do. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to learn from your word and for the truth that you are faithful even when we remain unfaithful. In this prayer, we see Christ pray for our protection and unity as believers. And so we pray that you will continue to protect and unite the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord, that you always hear us. Amen. Thanks for your time. You can send an email to bibleseries662 at gmail.com and share your testimony on how this podcast has been a blessing to you. Shalom.